gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! Welcome in, Valentine's Day edition, Three Dudes with a View. Uh, oh, well, we had the sunshine yesterday, and the the, do, the gloom is back on again today. I am dude number three, Del Kennedy. Uh, Cl- dude number two, Clayton Harris, is parking the bus and coming in right now. How's it going, Del? Good morning, everybody. All right. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody out there. And regular special guest dude, native son of Columbia, favorite son of Columbia, uh, Ron Hart. How you doing? Good morning, Ron. This week you're writing about these balloons. Uh, I'm I'm beginning to think that any balloon uh, unleashed from a kid's birthday party floating over a neighborhood is going to be shot down by Billy Bob, or even even more likely, Norad may scramble some jets to shoot it down. I mean, I've never seen such a yeah hysteria in my life. Bad time to have a balloon tourism company, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I thought I saw one white one follow me the other day. On the, I was driving the car, ran out of gas, but I, I was driving the car and just, you know looked up in the air and this white thing was following me. Come to find out, it was just bird mess on my on my windshield. So I'm okay. <laughs> well, you know, I hadn't thought about that. It's Particularly as springtime comes on, we regularly see balloons. They, they're yeah. usually around the Franklin well, area. Serious side, Doug. Really, if you think about this thing, you know this didn't just happen. This has been happening for a while. A, B, they haven't told us about it, and C, you know, this was the original one was found by an individual citizen up in Montana, right? So, you know, it took an individual. Either the government's in out and can't find these things, and they're just this is just happening, uh, or they're keeping it from us. You know, just, you know, don't worry, worry your pretty little heads over it, uh, et cetera. And you, you know, they're trying to get intelligence over our country, but you notice they don't go over Washington D.C. because there's really not much intelligence there. <laughs> Mr. York, what do you think about these balloons? Well, you know, I kind of like Ron. It's been happening all along. Uh, some, some, sometimes it becomes news, and sometimes people just try to hide it. You know, that's that's been several administrations that didn't report anything, but. Uh, there's always going to be things out there floating around by other countries, uh, including our country, uh, over different areas. Uh, but, you know, it's it's just the nature of the game. Spy and be spied on. You spy know? versus spy with Alfred E. Newman. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I keep wondering when they're going to come out and say that these last three that were shot down were swamp gas. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what they gather that pace. You know, they have high level satellites that gather things. There must be something to be said for being that low and uh, you know, whatever. So they say it was a private enterprise. China said it was a private weather balloon. So we had the Wright brothers, you know, in America first in flight. Now they had the Wong brothers. <laughs> Send that thing well, over. it's good target practice too, folks. It's good target practice for those F sixteens, F twenty twos. They they don't shoot. You know, they do a lot of dummy practicing on computers but giving them some actual practice that they can hit a target you know you hit a balloon like that it's like going to the circus or the fair winning, winning a stuffed panda or something and it's not that i don't know why they wait they're over the water 
in South Carolina. That's kind of ridiculous. That, that shows a little fecklessness to wait till then. I mean, you got Montana's about eight cows and 75 people in Montana. What, that thing wasn't going to come down and hurt anybody up there. That was a very flimsy excuse by the administration who got caught kind of being, being, being shown up. I, I think that 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 was credible though, Ron. That that, that thing's over a fifteen to twenty mile area. They're trying to gather dervish. You don't want to do that over a community, uh, wherever it might be over the United States. I think they did the right thing. They wait till it got outside within the twelve mile limit, and then they disperse yeah. with it. But but you Have don't you shoot seen... things down over cities and stuff like that. No, there's no cities. Have you seen Montana? Wyoming, Nebraska. Yeah, I've been to Montana and Wyoming. There's still certain communities that are populations. <laughs> I mean, there, there's there's some wide areas that you don't have people, but um, how do you know where all the area. dervish is going to fall at? You don't have any control once you shoot it down. Yeah, you do. It's called wind. It's called weight. It's called physics. You got weight, wind. You can tell about where it's going to go down. Well, I'll probably I within can... about half a mile. Yeah, I don't think you took much physics. <laughs> yeah, I did, buddy. My daughter's a doctor. I think I'm okay at it. That's your daughter, not you. <laughs> I am okay. There we go. I'm bad at it. So you're 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 really good at it, apparently. So you you think shooting it down over Montana and Wyoming was stupid because there may be one person, you know, like you know, 750 miles away that would maybe get some debris. Well, China owns 370 acres out there. I think in Wyoming, on their land, repossess. Yeah, so they might they might have just let the balloon go from their position. You know, you never know. Their property, they probably probably they may be getting ready to foreclose in America. We own so much money, they probably surveying their collateral. Yeah, that's about it. <clears throat> Yesterday, I saw an article. <clears throat> excuse me, where the. Um, Actually, two years ago, the Chinese sent a balloon around the world, including directly across the United States. And um, not only did they do that, they put a, a website up about it with a, a little red line showing where, you know, the uh, their balloon had entered the U.S. off the West Coast and then left off the East Coast and put it on the Internet. Yeah. So uh, I guess we're just now discovering that website. I don't know. Well, they're just toying with us, really, showing how powerful they are. But it is a little bit kind of sophomoric and archaic to have a, a balloon that size in the day, day and age of satellites, et cetera. I agree with Mr. York. I'm sure that there's nothing they got probably they didn't already have. It's just an odd curiosity that they would be doing that. I don't even it shows you how weak they think we are. I don't know if it's a provocation, hoping we take the bait. I don't know. Blinken didn't go to China as planned. I'm sure that that'll teach them. You know, they don't get to to deal with him. Uh, but I, I don't know what you know. The, the key is, I think America looks feckless. You know, in many ways. I think after Afghanistan, Vietnam, some other wars we haven't done well in. Best case or a draw that we just don't. You know, I think that we're not superpowered. People don't fear us, and uh, it just is what it is. Maybe it's a good thing. It's libertarian. Maybe it's a good thing. I, yeah, I don't certainly. I don't want to provoke a war over a balloon. Well, it's a good thing people don't fear. I mean, fear brings on other things, Ron. I mean, you know, all kind of stuff. It's it, We need to be good world neighbors, just like other countries need to be good world neighbors. And they're going to do their little shenanigans here and there. But we don't need people building armaments to fear us. We need to try to get along with people in the world. I agree. I agree. I, I, think yeah, we, I, I, I agree on that. Um, yeah. yeah. Unless you're willing to send your son to war. Over war, I don't think we need to be going to a war. Same thing with Ukraine right now. I don't think you know. Basically, then Ukraine, unless you want to send your kids to war over there, 
and fight Russia in what could be World War III again. NATO should be handling that, or Ukraine should be handling that. I don't think we, we can send arms, I guess. It's in that, that's what we're doing to a very corrupt country. So I hope, hope they're making it to the front lines. There's money over there. But having said that, you know, Ukraine was semi-part of Russia anyway. A lot of Russian-speaking people there. I think not something worth a war over. Ron, Ron, you just hit on something that I agree with. Unless you want to send your sons and daughters to war, get conscripted, <laughs> don't be a war hawk. Yeah, that's my, my thing. If if you don't want to want your kids and you to participate, like in Ukraine, everybody's participating, you know. Yeah. Uh, but but if you don't want to, then don't advocate war or fighting people. Try to get yeah, along with folks. We look at the last war we won. You know, Hitler took Austria, he took Poland. He was heading for Great Britain, and clearly that was a, a guy that was going to try to dominate the world. This is this is a kind of a despot leader that may not live much longer than Putin who wants you know, the old part of Russia back. And it's probably a compromise and give them the eastern part of Russia, Donbass, and that, that region there back, the Russian-speaking part of Ukraine to him. That's probably a, a diplomatic solution to the thing in the Ukraine. Uh, one thing we did find out is Russians aren't fierce fighters. And there may be paper tigers, which is kind of good for us. Ukraine's held them off for over a year now, which is good for us. Kind of basically, <laughs> as Chappelle said, it's almost like they, it's like Home Alone. They kind of got this Home Alone type of <laughs> things you're fighting them with. You know, that kid, you know, Macaulay Culkin was at the house, you know, fighting off the burglars. It's kind of how they were fighting for a while. So, I mean, you know, it's a tough one, but I just, I, I don't like to take the bait in these wars like we did in Af- Afghanistan and Iraq. Well, well, we just let let that Ukrainians fight their own war. That's where it's at. If you want to help assist, that's cool. But don't send American troops over there. I, I disagree with that. Let them fight the war. But we need to support them just like the other NATO nations are supporting them. Yeah, I don't think he's going to attack a NATO nation. He's really concerned about NATO getting too close to him. I get that piece. Like we were concerned about missiles in Cuba. I mean, I, I look, I'm not like I'm, I'm not appeasing Putin. I'm just I'm trying to be reasonable here and understand his thinking before you go to war. And you know, that's probably the problem with Bush and and Cheney back in the day. I mean, they didn't you know this this Iraq Afghanistan war was a, was a multi trillion dollar social studies lesson. We were, you know, they were never going to be democratized. They're, you know, we're, you know, we sent up a million dollar missile, knocked down a twenty dollar tent over there. And we made the whole country mad at us. That wasn't mad at us. The whole country wasn't mad at us before that. And we, we limp out of there, leave, you know, billions of armaments over there. We look bad. We look disorganized. We gain nothing, zero, from that war. So, I mean, we've got to really think how we use our power. Amen. Um, I couldn't agree with you more, Ron. And I'm, I'm still, I've said maybe when you weren't on the air, though, that uh, just by being as present as we are in ukraine uh we are increasing the risk of a nuclear war and i don't find that acceptable uh as you say i don't have a son or a daughter that i uh want to die for ukraine at all yeah but but there's always been tyrants across the world at some point in juncture ever since civilization or ever since the world exists there's always been one or two countries that instigated stuff, started wars, and want to fight. And there's always been a few countries that wanted to do some peaceful transactions. So that that's just the world. We're going to always have conflict across the globe. Yeah, but unless our interests are directly threatened, our country's directly threatened, our, our, our bar for war should be very high, especially given that we're like 0 for 5. 
you know, Germany, Germany's been beaten twice, I guess, in the last century in wars. They're very, still, still a very strong military p- power. That, you know, I said in a couple of one time, Germany's 0-2, but they're highly ranked because of strength of schedule. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They fought Russia and the United States. <laughs> so uh, they, still, they should go to a bowl game. Yeah, and, you know, why can't Germany? Germany's got the wherewithal. They got the money. They got the know-how. They got the troops. If anybody's got an interest in Ukraine, perhaps Germany does. But Well, they're part of NATO. And NATO, I'm sure, has become, as, as, as Trump pointed out, kind of a bureaucratic United Nations, corrupt probably, uh, where people aren't paying their fair share organization. You let some something like that alone for long enough, the social justice, the left wing, the, the bureaucrats take over it where it becomes kind of feckless and, and, and un, un, unusable. Hopefully that's not the case, but you get France involved, you get these you know these countries involved that are you know basically corrupt and not paying their fair share and not doing what they're supposed to be doing. We, we, you know Trump was good to point that out that we're paying most of it. We, 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 we got to stop being the ATM for the whole world. We got and the world's policemen. Uh, yeah, it's time for that to end. As my daddy said, why why do we have troops still stationed in countries we defeated over eighty years ago? Um, but that's the position politicians want to be in, Dale. They want to be in control. They want to be the big boy on the block, and that's why we continue to support these efforts. Well, to your point, though, Mr. York, uh, that you made a minute or two ago. Uh, China has not attacked anybody in uh, almost 3,000 years. Uh, so why is everybody, this this whole country is in hysterics. And, and the national media, you know, the, the liberal media is in hysterics about these balloons. You know, I mean, it's... Yeah, you, you think of these wars, too. We, we go all over the world, we make people mad, right? Iraq, Afghanistan. You think of World War Two? it began by Hitler because he was mad because of World War One. The Treaty of Versailles. He didn't like what they gave up, land and power, et cetera. It kind of makes people mad. I think you got to be diplomatic and let people live and let live. And 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 you know, he was that 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 drove Hitler to power was the Treaty of Versailles that after World War One really kind of neutered Germany and they wouldn't stand for it. And and here we are, you know, there we were World War Two. So you got to be careful when you traipse on these other countries. You don't understand. The psyche of these people. We go over there. We don't. We really don't. We don't leave it better, and we certainly don't exploit our own personal interests over there. We didn't take the oil or or, or, or gas in Afghanistan and Iraq. I mean, it's just it's just we go there like a bunch of bull, like a bull in the china shop. And like Colin Powell says, the old uh, what they call it, the pottery barn saying: if you break it, you own it. You know, and but, we don't want to own it. The modern-day war is economic, Ron, and you ought to know that. Uh, China doesn't have to attack, but they can buy up all the businesses and the land in this country, and they control a a great deal of resources in this country. And we still have to rely on them to provide necessities uh, to build cars and do things of that nature. I like that, though, Mr. York. They have learned to fight an economic war. If you trade with somebody, I mean, someone said this before. If you trade with some, there's not a single country ever gone to war that had a Starbucks in it. There we go. So let's, you, let's take a break. and let, let, right. Let's take a couple minutes to come back on that one. Right. 
For 60 years, people all over Middle Tennessee have returned to Parks Motor Sales again and again because they get the best vehicles and best service possible. Go to ParksMotorSales.com for options. New Buicks, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, financing, certified technicians, parts, tires, and more. Then stop by 919 Nashville Highway, test drive a Buick, and see why the Buick Encore and Buick Enclave are among America's most reliable vehicles. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MemsModernLandscape.com. That's MemsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group. 
or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. The Q&Group, land is your legacy. Folks, we are back. Three dudes with a view. That's my nephews, uh, Emery and Jack Blackstone. They'll fix your computer or your phone, folks. Give them a call. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody out there. And regular special guest dude, uh, native son, favorite son of Columbia, Ron Hart. How you doing? Good morning. All right, folks, this is a uh, – Ron, you weren't here, but we, yesterday we had State Representative Scott Sapicki on with us. And, of course, he's a Republican from here in Murray County. And Governor Bill Lee, also a Republican, has proposed to the legislature legislation which would allow Tennessee to decline Department of Education funding for our public schools uh Tennessee gets roughly 1.8 billion a year from the Department of Education and because we are so well run and fiscally sound in this state we can afford to tell the federal government to take their 1.8 billion and do whatever they want with it but we don't want it uh and the theory being that uh the cost of compliance with the, the federal money comes with a whole lot of strings. It the vast bulk of it, and this is what this is what the Department of Education is not telling you. Ninety uh, percent of it is for food, for school lunches, or uh, yeah, even yeah. other breakfasts or whatever, or weekend food, or but for food, which is a good thing. Uh, but most of it is for food. Uh, the Department of Education in today's Daily Herald, uh, the uh, United States Department of Education, has uh, issued the most petulant foot-stomping statement imaginable uh, because we say we don't don't want your money. Uh, our students need more, not less. To support. This is the Department of Education press release. Our students need more, not less, to support their academic recovery and address the youth mental health crisis. A department <laughs> spokesman told the Associated Press, this political posturing will impede the basic education of young people throughout the K-12 through school system and limit opportunities, particularly for students most in need, to access tutoring and academic support after school, summer programs, school counselors, mental health professionals, and other assistance. Uh, you know, a lot of their mental health problems are about is the federal government telling them to stay at home and wear masks. Masks. There's a bunch of studies that say these masks were worthless, absolutely no help at all, mandated by the federal government. So they basically are paying them mental health money to to, to help them with things they cost. <laughs> you know, yeah, they burn, and, burn down somebody's house and call the fire department for them. And it's it's you know. Yeah, and the you know it's for the children. It's for the you know the list of things that they say the money does, which it may I don't know. Uh, it you know are the you know the, the ones where you go oh no the children got to have that stuff. But ninety yeah. percent of the money is for food, people. I like it. Does that not bifurcate the agriculture department and SNAP uh, food stamps in that a separate division? And why is that tied to the Department of Education? 
That should be agriculture. Well, uh, that's just two totally different things, Ron. Uh, okay, so the Department of Education doesn't do it through the agriculture department like food stamps are done? Uh, no, it, it, it goes directly from the Department of Education and, and goes for, uh, I know, the reduced or no-cost lunches. And uh, I think they've got a breakfast program in there as well, maybe, and may even have some uh you know like sitting weekend brunch we weekend food stuff in there i'm not sure <laughs> champagne brunch now I, I, i'm assuming bill lee and, and the rest of Sapecki have done their work on this the math on it and being aid if it's if it's you know if they can do without it I, you know strings come attached you know it's like if the government gives you money it's like a crack dealer or, or, a, or a meth dealer giving you a couple first your first two or three meths they're, they're always kind of nice and free um you get hooked on it and then and then they got you. So I mean, I understand that piece of it for sure. I like the independence of Tennessee doing that, routing their financial stability. I'm sure Mr. York won't like it because government anything the government does is good. And so I don't like it because it's a ludicrous idea. You got state of ludicrous. Tennessee. The state of Tennessee is lagging behind on every parameter that states are measured by. Uh, and and here's a governor who doesn't know his shoe from the from the hole in the shoe proposing not to take federal funds and talking about improving education in Tennessee from the other side of his mouth and the money that he's going to spend, and yet he's not going to adhere to a few regulations to educate kids in this state. It's crazy. I mean, you know, when I 1995, I went across this state uh, with a program, and I went to Grundy County, and that's the same thing they were saying. We don't want no federal funds anymore. These, these counties cannot operate an effective school program and and food is not the only thing that the feds provide but but they do provide foods uh, programs but but it's just ludicrous that you would even think of a state like Tennessee that's lagging and been lagging for years and years and years in education decide that they don't want to take federal education dollars. It's Ms. ridiculous. Miss York, uh, how can you say that the federal regulations that have come with this money are not the cause of Tennessee lagging? It, that's not the cause of Tennessee lagging. Okay, Every regulation well, you know that? that you have to adhere to. How do you know that? Because there's no statistics on it. <laughs> because you take money, the regulations help adhere to the guidelines to provide the program for the students in schools. If you got educators, not the, here's another thing. If you got educators saying this is a bad idea, and you got people sitting up on a committee who who barely got out of education, that's a bad idea. The same people that educate these kids to a very low level, the ones saying don't do it. So you, really, you think we ought to cast our lot with them, bureaucrats in Washington who are trying to educate kids in Tennessee? And you said on our last show, Mr. York, Tennessee takes more money than we produce. So maybe we shouldn't take this money. You know, you, and you said there's no industry in the South. It's all up north. It's almost like you're talking about the Civil War again. But no, there is industry in the South, and we are independent. I think this is a – and now I haven't looked at numbers, and I don't know how, how detrimental it will be to the budgets. But in general, I like the principle, less federal government. What Federal government is intruding anything, anything. Well, has never enhanced it. Why don't Governor Lee have a panel of educators to inform the committee – on the needs because of they're biased. Funds. It wouldn't be fair. They, educators are going to be left wing. I mean, educate, educators have an input and they have credible inputs to to government, but the government doesn't want to listen to them. They want to go. Some, to really... some guy that 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 finished 
high school and rode two horses, that's who they're going to listen to. I think what you're going to find is the educators uh, don't like it because all the paperwork they have to do from No Child Left Behind in the Bush administration. How much paperwork did you have to do when you were in in Goldman Sachs, Ron? You had a heck of a lot of paperwork. We were regulated. We were regulated. You were regulated, regulated, regulated. Let, let it be have to follow the stupid, guidelines to make money. Let it be noted that uh, Grundy County is about 100% populated by white rednecks. Uh, it's a poor <laughs> county. and uh, But, Miss York, I, you don't seem to think much of those white rednecks. They aren't very deserving. Uh, well, I'm not saying it, they're not deserving, but when you make a statement that you need to stop the feds at the county line the you the marshals in the co- in, in the county need to stop the feds at the county line and don't use any federal money we gonna run this county out the way we want that doesn't that's not sane Dale. It, well let's not let, sane. let it be noted that the uh you know first of all there's a couple answers to what you're talking about mr York. you know you say here you know for years we are underperforming in our Okay, it's time to do something different. You you don't advocate for doing anything. The only thing that you've ever said is more taxes and more money. That's it. That's your only no, solution. No, we need to do a lot more things. You know, you need to have have highly qualified educators, and where we're heading, we're not going to have highly qualified Why not? educators. The, another part of the bill we're heading toward another, charter schools. Another part of the bill that Governor Lee has got moves starting pay for teachers up to fifty thousand dollars by two thousand twenty seven. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Del, Joe, right. you, if I can interject here just yeah. a little bit. All right. Uh, okay, Coach Mike Lally retired. That, that's uh, a step in the that's a step in the right, but that's only one step. If I can Well, if there I are can. many other steps in there. Coach Mike Lyle, a retired teacher. Folks. I got a couple of questions for our distinguished uh speakers here. Number one, since when has a federal government ever listened to a teacher? No, yeah, they haven't. Uh, believe me, that's I coming know. from an educator, Mr. York. Since that's when? coming from an educator, Mr. York. Since He's when? He's talking about your federal government, Mr. York. They they came in, they gave us money, said, "You want our money? You're going to do it our way. Otherwise, you don't get our money." And uh, tough luck. And you retired as a high school English yes, teacher, correct? Uh, secondly, I've worked both in the private sector, in the private education sector, and I worked in the public education sector. And there's one reason why. There's a lot of, well, not one, but there's some reasons why the private education sector seems to be performing a little better is that they they don't take federal money in order not to have all the strings tied to them. Uh-oh. And they're actually performing a little better. Uh-oh. Yep, they are. And so I haven't seen any evidence where federal money has produced better results now, do we do we need to fake do, do we do we need to uh, improve our use of money? Yes. Do we need to improve our efficiency in our public school system? Yes. Are there problems in the public school system? Yes, that need to be fixed. Throwing more money at it, I don't think's the problem. In fact, more local control to me is the answer is more of an answer than federal control. Uh, I'll, and I'll step did, back did out of there. How much paperwork? How much burden was the NEA the, the national the the uh, Department of Education money they gave you in terms of paperwork, incremental tasks they put you through, the things you had to do. Was it worth it? I mean, was it worth no. it? I mean, I, what drove yeah. me out of education was not the kids. It was not my co-teachers. It was not, not even my administrators that drove me out. of. It was the uh, extra stuff that I had to do beyond the teaching that 
got in the way of my teaching and i had people that had no idea what they were doing in a classroom telling me how to do my job and then all of a sudden because they decided they they knew better than educators did i went from being a highly ranked teacher to being a mediocre teacher simply because i did not follow their guidelines in a situation where i had been performing well for over 20 years and this, these were federal-type guidelines? But, Mike, oh, yeah. that still goes back. You, you know, Delk Nims complain about federal guidelines. I'm talking about state guidelines. Why don't they get the teacher corps, the experts that's supposed to be in education, and let the state legislature listen to their recommendations? They haven't done that. They that's what they're wanting to do. They had, nine of them, they had nine teachers testify in front of um, the legislature last week. But yeah, they've already made the experts, decision. Mr. York, is, is a dog whistle for left-wing liberal unionized teachers. Oh, that's not no dog whistle. I'm talking about people, people professionals who let, try to educate these experts, these, these education experts. You, you think they don't vote 97% for Democrats? Did, did, ask Mike, did he vote 90% for Democrats? He's, no, an he's not an expert. He's a teacher. He's somebody that's just bureaucrats I mean, in you Washington, D.C. are going to come down from the NEA from New York. we got so much right-wing stuff going on. Where, where's the right wing stuff? They're just rejecting CRT and some things they don't want to do. As not telling people to do this or telling people to do that. Alan's the you guys mandate everything. Your problem. Everybody's got to think like you, or they don't think most right. Decisions, most decisions are not made with educators' input. They bypass educators. Most and they decisions say they, aren't made they with educators' say, input. Oh, Who's the educators them? not going to tell us the truth. Well, right, educators back up, back are up. professionals. Okay, they want to educate most, kids. Hey, Mr. You just said most decisions are not made with educators' input. Are you right. kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. If you go up to that legislature and find out what they consider, they probably didn't consider one-third of what educators said would be effective to help the state of Tennessee. Again, educators are New York City or Washington, D.C., bureaucrat educators that are left-wing liberals. We're not talking about New York. I'm talking about Tennessee, Ron. Tennessee. They heard from nine of them last week. And uh, folks, right right there in front of them. I I don't know the whole story, but I do know that right here in Murray County, we had to have a you know, uh, a high-level uh, executive in the main office being paid to the tune of $97,000 a year whose sole duty was to oversee federal programs. Individual schools had peop- uh, uh, employees also to oversee federal programs. These were expensive. And what Coach Lyle is talking about, what comes with this federal money, is you've got to do all this additional testing and paperwork. We can definitely deliver... And, and what this legislation calls on, that will eliminate all that mess. And what this, so, we're, you know, we're going to save half a million bucks right off the bat right here in Murray County. Now, by getting rid of the federal stuff. And then what, what the legislation calls on is for the state of Tennessee to pay for the programs that were previously provided with federal money, primarily food. And the... <laughs> Tennessee can do it for a, without the strings coming from the federal government on you know who you can hire the you got to pay union wages and all this kind of mess then uh, then state of Tennessee they've already run the numbers on it they can do it for substantially less than the one point eight billion the federal government could have done that Delph they would have done it years and years ago they know they have to accept federal dollars to to 
halfway make a decent education system and we still haven't done what we need to do and they're still working it's still action and you know taking action to try to make progress no if they could have gone gone without federal dollars we would the state of tennessee would have been the first one off the block well what it shows you mr york is that 15 years of responsible republican government has put us way ahead of the nation in liquidity and the ability to address our problems and now we are able to do it and we're going to do it that's why we have tennesseans with the highest health care debt in the nation that's why we have more people without health care in the nation. And they just increased that number of covered substantially. That's also a part of Governor Lee's proposal this year. Uh, and again, it results from responsible government. They've got, uh, they've saved enough money to make it possible to expand uh, Medicare, and they're doing it. They saved enough money at human expense, huh? This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. So you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people, the place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia and Lewisburg. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and Terry, registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. Have you been injured in a car accident? Are you still in pain? Untreated whiplash injuries to the spine may lead to future conditions, such as neck pain, low back pain, and headaches. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating these conditions before they get worse. Our accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. Kick off the new year with new home upgrades from Hiller. This month, when you buy something you need for your home, we'll give you something you want. For a limited time, when you purchase a new whole home generator, new tankless water heater, or select new HVAC systems, we'll give you a free 55-inch TV, free solo smokeless stove, or a free Nintendo Switch. Pick your prize when you upgrade essential systems for your home. Don't wait. Book online at happyhiller.com today. Call the Happy Face Truck today. 
Each week on History's Hook, we'll be bringing you interesting and informative stories from the past in an effort to connect the history in our own backyard to the big events that compose national and world history. I'm your host, Tom Price. This is not your high school history class. We're going to make history fun and compelling. We're going to get you hooked. History's Hook with your host, Tom Price. Join us every Tuesday at 4 p.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 for a journey through time. All right, we got Miles Johnson from Foodland. We're going to find out what's happening with him. Miles, this is Terry from the radio station. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's uh, another week, so I know you got some more great specials for us. So what's on tap this week? We have our normal one-week ad, which features assorted pork chops, $1.69 a pound, strawberries, two for five, iceberg lettuce, 99 cents each, and Coca-Cola six-packs, three for 12, and Dr. Pepper six-packs, two for seven. Well, thank you. And again, Miles, you're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. right there on West 7th, right by the post office. Thank you and thank uh, all of your great staff. Uh, they're always very friendly whenever I come in. And uh, Miles, we appreciate talking to you. Uh, I'll talk to you next week and you and the folks at Foodland have a great day. Alrighty, thank you. You too. Thank you. Alright, that was Miles Johnson from Foodland. If there's something you want to see and you don't see it there, ask them because they are very, very good about getting stuff for you. So... with a view tuesday edition it's brightened up a little bit out there but the sun is still not shining as it was yesterday but at least the street lights have turned off out there it's uh valentine's day happy valentine's everybody i am dude number three delt kennedy dude number two clayton harris how you doing doing well Delt. good morning everybody dude number one mr jim york how are you happy valentine's day everybody thank you mr york and regular i got spe- some What's Go ahead that? and introduce Ron. Regular special guest, dude, favorite son, native son of Columbia, Ron Hart. How you doing? Hey, good morning. One one little point of order for Mr. York here. I looked it up when we were in commercial break. Again, you're wrong, Mr. York. Tennessee's not number one in medical debt per person. It's Wyoming, Alaska, South Carolina, Nebraska, and Oklahoma. Not in the top five. So just, I know facts are troubling and they're racist and everything, but that's, just don't say stuff that's not true. Okay, let me give you some facts. How Tennessee ranks. No, you, you, number 29. Number Look 29. Give me a source. I'm, I'm going to give you a source. It's the Tennessee ranking for states. Tennessee ranks Send it. number 40th in health care, number 33 in education, That's not number, number one. 16 in economy, number 17th in infrastructure, Good. 21st in opportunity, Good. fiscal responsibility. Tennessee is number three. Good. Prime well, is that and corrections. Not good? Prime you understand and how this works? That's good. Prime and corrections. Tennessee ranks 42nd, and natural environment, it ranks number 39. So don't tell me that's a state that's number one and number two overall. That's a state that's. I never that's said that. You're just lying, Mr. York. You're the one who said they're number one in medical debt, Tennessee. The, we can go back and play it over, Clayton, if you want to, but you just lied to the audience. No, out the individual. Tennessee's the number individual, one, and they're not. The highest debt in Tennessee is health care debt by Tennessee. Well, that's a different story. That's, that's what, not what I what said. You said. It, I, I'm not that's sure what that's I true, said. but we'll see. 
We can, and, we can the median, the median on the radio. You lose all the your credibility. Median income, the median income in Tennessee, according to all the states, is $29,769. Now, tell me that's a state that's healthy with a lot of money to spend on everybody. You just, you just did but a bunch of stats, which, which in my mind is doing the math that gravitates toward about average, 25th, 24th, 25th. Was, and they do that with zero income tax. That's pretty doggone good. I don't care. I don't care if it's zero. Maybe they need to charge income tax. I'm sure, I know help, you'd love to that. get out see of these that, doldrums of being over. number forty in health care. See, that number forty in health care. On okay. what basis? They're not. They're not number so, one so in health care debt. Health, they're not, they're not the worst a, state, like you just said. You always say that Tennessee is the worst. It's not. How can you, you have make a stuff up on the air, workforce? when most of the people that are working have health care problems and we don't have a solution to assist them with most their health care problems. Most people working have health care problems. Well, I guess we all have health care problems. We all, you know, I ran by the doctor yesterday. You know, we're all going to health care. That's, that's a wide open statement. I mean, statement you, can't, you can't have a healthy workforce when they don't have health care, Ron. I don't know how you don't understand that. They don't have health care. They don't have health care. How do you get that, then? What happens to the affordable health care? country in Tennessee if you don't have health care. You can't, don't have health care, you got to have no debt. That may be the answer, Mr. York. Think of it that way. Clayton, there's some people that's in between <laughs> uh, the bogey for accepting ACA and not accepting ACA, and that's the people I'm talking about. Isn't, the working, isn't there, ACA the is poor. outrageously, ridiculously isn't there a, the inco- isn't there a uh, federal income tax penalty for not having insurance? I yeah. think that they got waived. I think that they got uh, taken away. I think but, that, yeah, I think got that taken went away. away. Yeah, yeah. But no, I wonder who yeah. started that. Democrats. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think Obama started that. Hmm. Healthcare costs have gone up by people who are who are uh, pay their own health care to pay for the people that don't. Which is another another uh, basically giveaway program to people that are you know not working or whatever. It's not a good program. It hasn't worked. It hasn't made it affordable. It hasn't made it more accessible. It hasn't done anything. The free market is the only answer to make it affordable and accessible. Free market not is because gone. the government's got their tentacles in every little angle of health care and back to it, education. It ought to be free like car insurance. never solved a problem you know, with health care. around. Yeah, it should be. Uh, you know, Mr. York, I, you, you always you come out with these stats, and we don't know what the basis of any of those stats is you know rank 40th why uh and usually all those liberal rankings that you come up with are are rankings based on the amount of dollars spent but yet there's no proof whatsoever that dollars spent and results uh go together and so well it's from the u.s news report i don't know if you can consider that a liberal organization or a conservative organization but they actually have the data per state so it probably is u.s news and world report or look at the source mr look a little deeper look at the source it's not u.s news and world report necessarily they're going they're going to cite the kaiser foundation they're going to cite you know the, the 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 federal government the the you know the, the cdc they're going to cite somebody so just dig a little deeper where you're fat. Well, you know, you all know based on what, truth. You know. I know y'all have a problem with truth anyway, so whatever source I give, you're gonna say some it's something wrong. No, with we're it. just so, asking you for the answers. You I don't mean, answer. You go in circle you go in circle I mean, directly. Unless I gave we, you the source. We're more willing to listen to your to your pontifications and your statements, but we want facts. I mean, unless you're, we you're, know the what I'm saying is you're you're entitled to your opinion, but not not different set of facts. Unless unless we know why Tennessee's ranked fortieth, it's just meaningless. Forty may not be bad. The cost of health care, what you can get done here, I don't know what it is. People are moving here. 
People seem to like it, Mr. York. Well, those are people who are able to afford health care anywhere they live. So, you know, a lot of people who can't afford health care are trying to stay put. It's just just meaningless. I mean, I don't don't, – I've never heard any complaints about the quality of our health care around here. Uh, Complaints about (laughs) cost, yeah, but – There's 230,000 people – or more in Tennessee without health care, period, Dell. Do you are you aware of that? They run into any hospital, Mr. York, they're taken care of under good Samaritan law. They run up a bunch of bills and guess who pays for it? The That's a one time shot, Ron. Once they leave that hospital, they still don't have health care. Yeah, for emergency purposes, there's a law that says they have to be rendered services. But once they leave, they're on their own. Do you think we should follow up with some like some Cadillac uh, quality medical service for these people? They're not going to be compliant anyway. Most of them that are in that situation. Uh, and, and who is saying that they're two hundred and thirty thousand? That's the I state figures. That's the state figures. And I don't. Uh, Governor Billy's the same proposal as he was talking about the federal funding for schools. He also proposes to increase the number of people covered by ten care. Twenty five thousand. You should be able to get health insurance like you do car insurance. You should be able to shop it. You should be able to buy it from wherever you want. And unfortunately, like Ron was saying, what, the government's got their hands involved. You can't do it. Yeah. You just can't do it. And reading this article further, Mr. York, that you're the state with the most medical debt total? California. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll it, never forget, you know, I, I, the liberal view on health care, it's, it, it's, it's a toxic soup of leftists uh, also intertwined with the big medicine and big pharma who've got their hands out you know and you know the legislatures around the country over the years have been you know well democratic base good with it big pharma big big uh big big health good with it then we're good you know who gets screwed is the people who actually are trying to get some health care uh, i wish we could get people on the program who don't have health care and give us some insight about that clayton won't you shop around see if we can get somebody who's who's willing to share some well, of their experiences without health care. I want you to get them. You should, you know, you see like there's a lot out there. Y'all will get them. They're I'm, everywhere. I'm certain care. Murray County has got its share, just like the rest of the 95 well, counties. find it then. You know, you so many of them out there, find it. Bring them on in here. You know, there's they, a... You know, they don't have health care because they're between jobs. If something's happened to them, they can't afford it. It's too, it's too expensive. No doubt well, about it. And, and you're assuming that there are people out there who actually are looking for health care. Uh, I mean, you know, it's like home. Think about the homeless. We got two hundred thirty thousand homeless in Tennessee. Most of those people are are, are drug the addicts. Same they don't have health care. Yeah, they're they're drug addicts or they're mentally ill. They're 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 not capable of applying for health care. They they don't know. You know, they're they're not capable of applying. Or some just don't apply by choice. Now yeah, that's what I mean. They just—they're yeah. not going to—they're not interested in it. They're—they're—they're they're, they're mentally ill. They're—they're they're drug addicts, and they just—they're not thinking about health care. Uh, I, I loved the system that that Memphis had, um, and Memphis has a large poor population, and they addressed uh, public health. I mean, health care for poor people. Uh, a long time ago, long time before the federal government or even the state government got involved in it, they established a hospital down there called the Med. I, don't, I can't remember Memphis something. 
but uh, it was a county-owned and run hospital. But basically, anybody who needed some health care could walk in the door and they'd get it. Uh, and it, it, you know, I lived down there for a few years, and uh, it's an amazingly efficient and uh, workable system. But uh, that's treatment, Dell. Anybody, you know, no, when a no, person you can walks walk in, in the general, general up in Nashville was the the place to go. If you didn't have insurance, hey, you could George go in, they'd give you treatment. Hey, well, what happens after the, the treatment? Very best in sports. Keep your dial on one hundred one seven F. I don't know. We got gremlins. I heard George Pleister. <laughs> yeah. All right. Healthcare. Well, have a good day, folks. It's a same. happy Valentine's. Happy Valentine's, Miss York, Ron, Clayton, folks. Okay. We'll be back with you tomorrow. I still uh, think we got about a minute and a half. Okay, we'll take the yeah. minute, minute and a half. I mean, my my favorite story is that, uh, and, and boy, I saw it firsthand working when I was working the federal courts. I wasn't involved in the litigation myself, but. Um, I was there, you know, in and out of the courtroom and talking to the lawyers and whatnot when it was all going on. When Phil Bredesen, actually, a Democratic governor, decided we had to move to 10 care, uh, which, you know, he, he said, you know, we, if we can't, we can't have the health care in Tennessee that we want, but let's have the health care that we can afford. Well, all the usual crazies, the leftists, you know, just got upset and said people are going to die. People are going to not get their oxygen and die. People are not going to get their insulin and die. They're going to be, you know, and, and when we make this transition. And so as a part of the settlement with the leftists who sued, you know, Citizens for Tennessee Healthcare or something, Tennessee agreed to hire and staff 200 lawyers who would immediately hear any claims that people were, you know, being cut off from vital medical care. Uh, the, 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 they rented a whole office building in downtown Nashville. The whole project lasted a month because nobody applied. <laughs> you know, all these boogeymen out there are not real boogeymen.